Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? It is now down to two. We have President Donald J. Trump and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. It's down to these two. At the time of this recording, it is the day of the New Hampshire primary. But by the time you are hearing this, it will already be decided. My calculation is the only way Nikki Haley stays in past this day is if she actually won the state of New Hampshire. But we don't know the results of that yet, but like I said, you will know them as of now. But before I go too long-winded there, let's go ahead and get the show started! We actually tried to have a show ready to go last week i ran into every conceivable technical glitch imaginable and decided that i was running out of time was not going to be able to get post-production done by the time the show was supposed to go live and so i just said you know what i'm just gonna have to push it back so here we are we are a week delayed i wanted to talk about how trump won record for the iowa caucus primaries up until last week i believe it was bob dole that wanted my 12 and a half points back in what was it 1996 bob dole bob dole here i loved i absolutely loved uh norm mcdonald's impersonation of him on snl but old bob won it by 12 and a half points back in 1996 and trump won it last week by 30 won it by 30 and again like i said at the beginning of the show the new hampshire primary is well by the time this is reaching your ears it will be yesterday it's going on today as of the time of the recording And I don't know how that's going to end up. There's been a lot of movement uh, within the GOP primary field. And now that it's down to Trump and Nikki Haley, you've got a lot of independents and Democrats in the state of New Hampshire who will be voting for Nikki Haley because all they care about is anybody but Trump. Anybody but that dastardly, mean, tweeting, orange-faced man. So we'll go with Nikki Haley. And apparently, you know, I just found this out in the last couple days, and I'm going to tread lightly here, but Nikki Haley is apparently, she calls herself a brown person. I, I, I mean, what can you say? I thought the woman was Caucasian, but apparently uh, she's, she's now a, a brown woman. And I will, I will profess that we haven't had this much ostracizing of a minority since Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, when her tribe was marginalized. I, I, I'm just, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. So, but anyway, Nikki Haley is a self-prescribed brown person. I don't know how you arrive there, but that's where we are. That's where we are now. It's part of the clown world matrix and you just accept it as is. All right, so up first, we've got the Davos meeting, the annual rendezvous of the elitists of the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland, and some of their top priority items for 2024 are Disease X. If you've not heard of Disease X, it is a hypothetical potential disease that's going to be far more deadly than the pandemic of COVID-19. So they're discussing a hypothetical disease, which there's your 
head nod, your hat tip to what they are looking to roll out. I, f- I find it interesting that they're calling it Disease X because X, of course, is the company of Elon Musk. And it's got the perception of now being an open free speech platform, which I can't quite say that uh, I'm sold on that. I still know plenty of people who are shadow banned, censored, and have their accounts suspended for violating the ever-changing community guidelines. That fulcrum seems to be constantly moving, constantly shifting. But the X platform is uh, at least perceived to be free speech. And you've got these clowns like Klaus Schwab saying that we need to be monitoring free speech and that if you've got nothing to hide, then you should be perfectly fine with having them know your every thought, your every action. There will be no anonymity on social media and on the internet going forward if these elitists at Davos have their way. So they're discussing free speech, they're discussing censorship, they're discussing disease X, and Klaus has also made the statement that we just need to do away with elections worldwide altogether and that artificial intelligence ought to decide the outcome of elections. This sounds like some science fiction freak BS that I'm spouting here, but these are things they're actually discussing. They want to do away with elections. Now, of course, 2020, you may say we're already there where they've we've done away with free and fair elections. But Klaus has he's taken that a step further and he says that he wants to have artificial intelligence decide elections throughout the world. So There you have it. Go and brush up on the latest goings-on of Davos, Switzerland, and the cabal meeting with the World Economic Forum. All right, shifting gears slightly here. You know, I have touted the wonderful, brilliant EVs, the electric vehicles, on previous podcast episodes. Well, it's just been announced. This article is linked in the podcast description. Hertz is selling 20,000 of their EVs from their rental fleet and will reinvest in gas-powered vehicles. Now, there's a shocker if I've heard one. Selling 20,000 EVs from rental fleet and will reinvest in the grand old internal combustion gas-powered vehicles. Now, this is from Fox 6 Milwaukee. Hertz selling 20,000 EVs from rental fleet will reinvest in gas-powered vehicles. Rental car giant Hertz on Thursday said it will sell about 20,000 electric vehicles from its U.S. fleet. The offloading of the vehicles will cut the company's global EV fleet by one-third, Hertz said in a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Quote, the company expects this action to better balance supply against expected demand of EVs. The company said Hertz said it expects the sale of the EVs to, quote, take place in an orderly fashion over the course of 2024. It started offloading them late last year. The company said in October 2021 that it would acquire 100,000 Teslas and a move to help build its EV fleet. And apparently the Ford F-150 is cutting its EV production as well because there's just not the demand. Who would have thought? 
Now, I must confess, it's getting extremely difficult uh, keeping up with this week to week, but I'll go ahead. I mean, I could, I, there's several to choose from each and every week, um, but I'll go ahead and lay it out now for what I've chosen for this week's current Trump thing. Now, for this week's current Trump thing, the Georgia case with, uh, I'm not even going to get into the E. Jean Carroll. Maybe I'll save that for next week's current Trump thing. But this week's current Trump thing, the Georgia case is absolutely unraveling. It is falling apart at the seams. Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, he was being paid as a lead prosecutor but he did not have any, really, any experience at all in this type of felony charge that they're trying to bring against Trump. But he did have a whole lot of experience uh, directly with Fannie Willis. I don't want to get into the specifics here. I'll link an article to Breitbart discussing the ins and outs. <laughs> I mean, God rest his soul. If Jerry Springer was, were still here, he could he could have a whole week's worth of episodes with the Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, and Nathan Wade's wife. I mean, it's just an absolute circus. It's a quagmire down there in Georgia. So I'll link an article. You can brush up on it. But the Georgia case, it's pretty much, uh, you know, and I here, here's my honest assessment. I don't think Fannie Willis just decided that she's going to up and and take on the the Georgia current Trump thing case against Trump. I think she was absolutely put up to do this to play the Georgia election interference angle. Now it's falling apart. They've uncovered all this dirt and the powers that be are effectively just throwing her under the bus. And that's where we are, but and there you have it folks. That is this week's current Trump thing. Now, something I definitely wanted to uh, touch on this week, Alex Soros, that is the son of elitist cabal member George Soros. He posted a tweet a few days ago, and the tweet was supposed to be in reference to inflation, but a lot of people have called this out as a veiled threat against President Trump because the the photo that was posted in this photo was taken from an article from the Atlantic, which I covered, I believe it was last week. And on it's two it's two photos side by side. One is of a piece of shattered glass where it's obvious a bullet has gone through the glass. And the next is US it's it's a bunch of US currency bills. And if you look at all of the bills, they total up to $47. Now, who is the would-be 47th president of the United States? And a lot of people have taken this as a veiled threat against President Donald Trump. There's been a lot of chatter. Even Tucker Carlson has mentioned the hypothetical about him being taken out because there are a lot of people who want him out of the equation. And it is with this tweet by Alex Soros, and I've got it linked in the description of the podcast, you can go and check it out for yourself, that are taking this, that are interpreting this as a veiled threat against Donald Trump. Make of it what you will. You can be the judge. All right, I wanted to highlight the chief diversity officer at Johns Hopkins. She put out the diversity word of the month for January. And the diversity word of the month was privilege. And apparently privilege is to be ascribed to the following groups. White people, 
able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle-aged people, and finally, English-speaking people. I'm just going to leave that as is. Um, now, there was a little bit of, uh, uh, excuse me, there was a little bit of pushback from some of these able-bodied white cisgender male Christians, uh, and apparently the chief diversity officer at Johns Hopkins has apologized. I mean, for what? Nothing will happen. Nothing will change. And this will just morph into it happening. I mean, it's so hard because I'm I'm one of the privileged people, right? I'm I'm behind my microphone with nothing but privilege. So I'm I'm spouting absolute nonsense from my throne is a fully privileged person um just it, it, it's the clown world ladies and gentlemen just bringing it to your attention that's all i do bringing it to your attention it's gonna about do it for us this i've got to wrap the show up early i've got some i've said this a few times before but i've got to just i've got to wrap it up um like i said i had almost the entire show taped last week and just ran into all these technical challenges and difficulties. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you what happened. So it's going to be, this is episode 20 of Clown World Matrix here. Episode 20. I thank you for tuning in and following the show. Please like the show. Please leave a positive rating on your platform of choice and please share it with somebody you know and can believe will benefit from it. We are trying to grow the audience of Clown World Matrix and are trying to expand the operations here. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. I hope you have a great week ahead and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Take care.